Christ is risen. Can everybody hear me okay? Can we hear me back in the church again? Okay, good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My brothers and sisters of Christ, our society that we live in emphasizes us as individuals. Indeed, we are individuals, aren't we? But we must remember that we also live in the context of community. We have a family. It's a small community unto itself. We have the people who we work with. We consider that as another community unto itself. And we have our church community. So yes, we're individuals. We live in the context of community, and in there we glorify God. But here's the thing. When we live in community, when we realize that it's not always about us, here's the thing. And here is the important point, and that is this. We can't always have it our way. We don't always get what we want. So today, we celebrate the myrrh-bearing women, St. Joseph of Arimathea and St. Nicodemus. We know who the myrrh-bearing women are, right? We know who some of them are, we don't know who all of them are. The top of the list, of course, is our beloved Panagia, the Virgin Mary. And there's Mary Magdalene. There's Mary in the white clothes. There's Joanna, the wife of Uzzah, who is the steward of Herod. There's Solomon who is the mother of the sons of Zebedee. There's Martha and Mary, the sisters of Lazarus, and then there is Suzanne. We know the names of those, we don't know the names of the others. It's interesting, St. Gregory Palamas, in his writings, says that it was the Virgin Mary that first learned of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. St. Gregory Palamas teaches us that it was the Virgin Mary who first learned of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And St. Maximus the Confessor, in his writing on the life of the Virgin Mary, says, and I quote from his writing, he says, Nevertheless, the Immaculate Mother was inseparable from the tomb. As she was watching and listening to everything that was happening and being said, she saw the great earthquake, that woke the first fruits of those who had fallen asleep, and put the guards to sleep and rolled away the stone, and then the waking of the guards again and their entry into the city. All this the women who had gone and came back again were not able to see, but the blessed mother of our Lord, seized by love of her son, and standing inseparably at the tomb, was a witness to everything until she saw even his glorious resurrection. For the other women saw the stone rolled away and the angel sitting on it. But when and how this took place, they did not know this at all. Only the Immaculate Mother of the Lord standing there knew everything. So, in the writings of St. Maximus the Confessor, we learn that Panagia was at the tomb the whole time after her son died until his resurrection. Understand that a grieving mother. She was the first to witness the resurrection. But on 
here come now the other herb, Nerecum. Bringing alloys and spices to do for the Lord one more act of love. To anoint his body as part of the process of their The thing is, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and here's the point. The point is this. That the apostles, the murmuring women, St. Nicodemus and St. Joseph of Arimathea, guess what? None of them got what they were expecting. What were they expecting? They were expecting a political messiah to come and save them politically. David can give us more information on that, our Hebrew scholar. They weren't expecting the Son of God to, to free them from the sting of death. They weren't expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. They didn't get what they want, but boy, did they got more than they wanted. <laughs> right? So here come the three, the murmuring women. They saw, they learned that Jesus had risen from the dead, and they went, they proclaimed that to the apostle. Now, the interesting thing is, back in those years, 2,000 years ago, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but 2,000 years ago, women were not allowed to be witnesses. I didn't know that. I learned that as I was preparing to give the sermon. <clears throat> women were not allowed to be witnesses. So here, they, so here are the Murbury women who really were the first apostles. The Murbury women were the first apostles. And they ran and they told the apostles, the, the eleven at the time, right, that Jesus had risen from the dead. And they, they just couldn't believe it. They just couldn't believe it. Christ appeared to them and showed them that he was alive and that he had risen from the dead and he had conquered death. But here you have these murdering women, the Panagia being first and foremost, the first and, one, first and foremost, the most important. They're all important. But the main, the main, the mother of our Lord, there she was at the tomb and Christ appeared to her, risen from the dead in the glory of God. Think about this. None of them got what they wanted. The apostles, after Jesus was crucified and buried, they scattered in fear. They scattered in fear. Right? That's what fear does. Sometimes fear makes us run. What did these murdering women do? They may have been afraid. Joseph of Arimathea was afraid, I'm sure. Nicodemus was afraid because by asking for the body of Jesus from Pilate, they were aligning themselves with somebody who had just been crucified. It was a very dangerous thing for them to do. Because they loved the Lord with all their heart, they went to Pilate and asked for his body. They were able to step outside that circle of fear to serve the body of Jesus. To serve my brothers in Christ, the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we continue to celebrate our Lord and Savior's great victory over death on this Sunday of the Murbury wedding, it should be clear that the new life he has brought into the world requires our active faith. Just like Murbury Mumman and Joseph of Barabbas, they were actively faithful to Christ. 
even when they didn't get what they were expecting. The first Christians definitely did not get what they wanted, the Lord's passion, because he had something far better in store for them. It would have been much easier to follow, I guess, a Messiah, somebody like King David, right? <laughs> that would have been a lot better, or easier perhaps, for them to follow someone like King David. But it was infinitely more difficult to follow our Lord and Savior who had been crucified on the cross and to go and anoint his body. It was through the courageous, humble, and loving service of those actions a certain group of women opened themselves to receive unbelievable good news of the resurrection. Now imagine this. Imagine if they had not gone to the tomb. Imagine if these Merbury women did what the apostles did and, and flee. Imagine if they listened to their fear and just ran. They would have never known the joy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, and here's the upshot of the whole thing for today's sermon. We are invited, my brothers and Christ, you, I, all of us, we are invited to learn from the holy example that the way to participate in the joy of the empty tomb is in serving our Lord and his body. It is, in putting, it is in putting aside our preferences, perhaps at times stepping outside of that circle of fear in order to love him in the members of his body, which is the church. That includes addressing all the practical challenges that any parish faces, from cutting the grass, teaching Sunday school, chanting, serving on the parish council, to serve people in need and philanthropy. It extends this invitation, my brothers and sisters in Christ, extends to all of us. None of us can do it all. We just can't do it all. We need one another for the body of Christ to function and it's optimal. How many times, my brothers and sisters in Christ, do I hear when I ask someone, would you be willing to teach church school? And sometimes the answer, and I acknowledge this, I acknowledge it. Sometimes the answer is, Father, I don't want to because I don't know enough about what I'm teaching. And if that's where we're at, that's okay. The invitation is to step outside of that circle of discomfort to learn about faith. Sometimes the invitation at the Psalteri, Father, I could never do that. How do you know? You're musically inclined until you try. Sometimes we have to step outside of that circle of discomfort in order that we may serve the body of Christ. And here's the thing, my brothers and sisters in Christ. When the Merbury woman, when Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were able to step outside of that circle of discomfort, what did they discover? The risen Lord. I want you to think about it. When they stepped outside of that circle of discomfort, when they were able to overcome their fear, they went to the tomb to do a beautiful service for our Lord, one last act of love, and they discovered our Lord's resurrection. So the invitation is for me, for you, for all of us, my brothers to Christ, to perhaps step outside of that circle of discovery 
And I shared this with you because, as you know, we have approved our strategic plan for our parish at the last parish assembly. And now we're in the implementation phase. All of us must be involved if we're going to make this work. You may be invited, or you will, not maybe, you will be invited <laughs> to participate. And when you're invited to participate, if it's not what you want, that's okay. Remember the, the, the remembering woman and the, and the early saints of the church, they didn't get what they wanted. They got something better than what they wanted. Because you stepping outside that circle of discomfort, they discovered our Lord's resurrection. I want you to think about that. It's a very, very powerful thing for me, for you, for all of us, my brothers in Christ. I leave you with this thought. With this in mind, yes, Pascha is about our Lord's resurrection. With this in mind, yes, Pascha is about our Lord being crucified on the cross and conquering death for you and I. With this in mind, Pascha is also about remembering that something far greater and totally unexpected came into the world through the disappointment of the murdering women. Something to think about, my brothers and sisters, Christ. We love Christ. We want to serve Him. And the invitation for you and I is to serve Him in love. He loves us. To experience His grace, to experience His compassion as we walk our journey of life, so that we too, like the myrrh bearing women, can profess that Christ is indeed risen. Christ is risen. Amen. 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 Amen.